Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what up? It's Reggie Watkins. I know you guys are waiting for me to do the hey, 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 but I felt like switching it up today because we had a great weekend, and I just feel a little different about things this 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 uh, fine Tuesday afternoon. Again, I'm Reggie Watkins. You're listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review, and subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleland, the Rams fan, is engineering, producing, running the show. Kevin, what's up? How you doing, brother? Awesome, man. What a weekend. What a weekend of football. Oh, oh, oh man. Both of us are Great on. weekend Cloud of football. Nine. <laughs> Cloud nine. I'm excited. Oh, I cannot. I just, it's just, just fun, fun, fun football weekend. Great games. Um, great performances. Great matchups. And we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about the weekend that was the divisional playoff round. And we're going to get into the Niners and Packers. You know, my team is the Niners. We're going to talk about that game. And what's up next for Aaron Rodgers? But first up. Divisional round of the playoffs is in the books. And I don't think it matters who your team is, what uh, city you're from, or what region of the country you are from. The most exciting, the funnest game that you saw this weekend was the Chiefs and the Bills. That was exhilarating from start to finish. You saw two of the, I mean, you probably saw the best quarterback in football. Um, you know, he's not going to win the MVP, but he is the best quarterback, maybe the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my life in Patrick Mahomes. Going up against Josh Allen, new young gun out there in the AFC, and they did not disappoint. This game from start to finish was what you going to do next. Okay, I got a touchdown. Okay, you get a touchdown. Okay, we get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. We ain't going for it on no. We ain't going. We ain't kicking no field goals. And that is something that I saw early in the game with the Bills. Sean McDermott was like, "Yo, we can't be kicking field goals against Patrick Mahomes if we want to win this game." And I love that strategy. I thought it was perfect for this game, and I wish that more people would do it. Like we talked about it last week. Uh, or the week before with uh, the Chargers and their coach, Brandon Staley. And that dude goes for it all the time on fourth down, but sometimes there's just places where you don't do it. Sean McDermott was completely 100% right to go for it on fourth downs when he went for it because of the field position. They're in a good spot. They know that they've got to get touchdowns to win this game, and that came to fruition. This game, I, I I bet on this game, Kevin. I had a parlay going with uh, the – I took the Chiefs, and I had uh, – damn it, who was the other team I had? I had the Chiefs. The Rams? And I had the Rams. Yeah. I had the Chiefs and the Rams. I ended up winning $610. Uh, thank you. You know, it was, it was very nice. Um, but I was scared to death. When the Bills came back 
and took the lead because I thought this game was over. The, the, the Chiefs had a five-point lead towards, at the end of the fourth quarter. I thought the game was over. And then all of a sudden, that receiver, uh, who was that? Was that Knox that ran that route, the most one of the most beautiful routes I've ever seen, and put old boy for the Chiefs on his ass. Like, had him stutter-stepped him and hit that post. Oh, my God, I've never seen such a beautiful route. And I was, I mean, I was, I was almost crying, Kevin. I was sitting here in my living room. My wife was like, oh, no, we lost the money. I'm like, oh, baby, just <laughs> let's wait. And that man did not disappoint me. Patrick Mahomes came back and did all the things that make him the best quarterback I've ever seen. I'm always in constant debate with people about this. I just want somebody who can do more than the average. I've always said that. Why would I want less talent for anything? Yes, Brady is a great passer of the football. He's smart as hell. He thinks laser fast. But that man's laser fast thinking does not translate to his feet. He can't run. So if everything isn't working out great around him, what happens? Everything falls apart. Mahomes, you saw that on full display. You saw that with Allen. When things fall apart, their feet put things back together. And that is what makes him so amazing and so dynamic. That dude's arm is out of this world. I had taken a year, I had taken two years off of watching football, and then I got paid to come back and do a podcast. So I came back to start watching. And I, the first thing I wanted to see was this Patrick Mahomes kid because I'd saw him on ESPN. I'd heard all this stuff about him. His arm was electric, this and that. I watched that dude the first year when I came back to watch the NFL when they beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. He was the best quarterback I'd ever seen in my life. Ever seen in my life. And that's my favorite position to watch. I watch it like I'm watching film. I watch the footwork. I watch the throws. I watch the decision making. I watch the reads. That dude has it all. And earlier this year, there was a lot of speculation about, oh, did the league figure him out? No, the league was adjusting to him because the heights that he set were so astronomical, they had to do something to make this guy normal. So they were taking away all the deep passes and all the, 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 the long throws and making him force. He was trying to force some things, but this is what the great players do. They adjust to your adjustment. And so he started taking what the defense is giving him. And if you're going to let him drop back and throw the ball to Travis Kelsey, 10 yards down the field, throw a five yard slant to Tyreek Hill, hit Pringle, you know what I'm saying? hit Hardman and then take off running up the middle of the field and running out of bounds. You're he's going to pick you to death all day until you eventually have to come up. And then the arm beats you downfield. Mahomes was masterful at this, at this, this game this weekend. And, and, and I'm not taking anything away from Josh Allen either. Josh Allen was phenomenal because they finally started letting Josh Allen play like he's Jabbar Allen, right? Forever. They were trying to make this dude be a drop-back passer, and he has a cannon for an arm. But you've got to let these guys do what they do. He is a running quarterback who happens to have a phenomenal arm. Use it. Use it. And they have. And it was just beautiful football to watch. Uh, amazing. However, people are going crazy calling this the greatest game they've ever seen or this was the greatest game of the week. It was a dope game. It was very exciting. But the defense was trash. And let me take that back. I'm not going to say the defense was trash because there was a lot of time. There was just some trash moments on the defense where people were falling down, leaving men wide open, not being able to catch anybody or, or run after anybody. 
But I say that the same way that I say things about the NBA. When people say they don't play any defense in the NBA, it's because it's almost impossible, right? If you don't have... Now, this is what I'll say about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. They don't really have great pass rushers. And both defenses are playing against quarterbacks who can run the ball. So you're at a disadvantage. This is what happens when you got a quarterback who can take advantage of everything that happens on the field. He can hit you from every angle. This is what you're going to see. If they're on their game, there's nothing a defense can do. Unless you have a great pass rush, which is what the 49ers are able to do, which is what the Rams are able to do. Those teams are able to get pressure on you with four down linemen and not send any linebackers so it doesn't compromise the back end of their defense. That's the difference. When you don't have that, this is what happens. 42 to 36. This is what happens. Score, 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 because you got these quarterbacks who can run and throw the ball all over the damn field. Phenomenal game. I, 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 uh, I, wish, that, I, I wish that we could see it again because people are calling that this is the Super Bowl. I think the Super Bowl matchup that we're going to get is going to be just as great. But we'll get to that coming up later. Overtime. People complaining about the overtime. Kevin, you and I were just talking about this, the overtime. And it sucks because basically a coin toss decides who's going to win most of the time, right? I mean, and, and the bill's called tails. I didn't know people still were calling tails. I always call heads. What do you call in a, in a, in a coin flip, Kevin? What do you call if it's heads or tails? What do you always call? I go back and forth. Really? Yeah, I don't have a, a hero in that. No, no, I always pick heads. I don't know why, just from a kid. I've always picked heads. I know it's 50-50. I just, whenever I hear somebody say tails, I'm always like, really? Who? It's always, I just always say heads. And it sucks because, yeah, they didn't get a chance to, to have the ball, and you would hope that they would fix that because it would make it even more exciting. And the NFL probably at some point will. They should adopt the college rules. Just not be so not as stringent as the college rules but give everybody a chance with the ball right give everybody at least one possession and make it a touchdown rule not a field goal right these guys just played 60 minutes of football make it give everybody possession you have to score a touchdown other team gets the ball they have to score a touchdown if the first team doesn't score. Second team gets a chance to score. If they don't score, you keep going back and back and back until one team beats them. Basically like penalty or, or what is it? Uh, penalty kicks in soccer. One guy gets a chance. Other guy gets a chance. One guy gets a chance. Other guy gets a chance. Yo, just do it that way. I think that gives it makes it fair. Everybody gets a chance to 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 have the ball and nobody's complaining because guaranteed if the Bills had gotten the, won the toss, they wouldn't be complaining about it today. You hear the Chiefs fans complaining. So I think the OT needs to get fixed that way because it does suck for the Bills. However, I'm not mad because I want to see Patrick Mahomes every week. I want to see him win every week. I'm not about the underdog. I want to see the overdog, and I want to see the best available talent play the most minutes in the most games. The AFC is loaded. (laughs) Kevin, do you understand this? (laughs) Do you realize we've got... Patrick Mahomes. We just had this. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. You've got Justin Herbert. Yep. You've got Justin Herbert and the Chargers. They're in the same division, okay? (laughs) Justin Herbert. You've also got Joe Burrow, who is going to play Patrick Mahomes this weekend. You've got Lamar Jackson, who, if he wasn't hurt this year, the Ravens are in the playoffs. 
And we haven't even mentioned who's the guy who, who, who we haven't even talked about in the past two years who's just sitting at home waiting, dealing with this, this law stuff. Deshaun Watson. And I don't know if people understand, I mean, if forgotten. Last scene, Deshaun Watson led the NFL in passing, had 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions, all while having his number one receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, shipped out the year prior. He did this for a boo-boo Houston Texans team. Deshaun Watson, with all these guys in the AFC, that is six quarterbacks all in their mid-20s in one conference. We have never, ever, ever seen this much talent in one space. And what is it about each one of those dudes, besides maybe Burrow, he does it a little bit, but all these other dudes are dual threats. Dual threats. It's something that I've talked about. I, I said this years ago. The day of the statue quarterback is over. Unless you can have unless you are lightning fast and quick processing as Tom Brady, you will not be able to be a great quarterback in this league. The teams have the defenses have gotten too damn fast. You've got to be able to move. You've got to be able to run when everything breaks down. And that's what we're seeing. All these athletic dudes playing quarterback. You've got to be able to run. All these dudes can run. That's just the the, the evolution of the game. I, 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 it's just been amazing. Amazing to see. And speaking of Joe Burrow, they beat uh, the Titans this weekend. And thank God. Because nobody wants to see Ryan Tannehill. And I like Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's cool. But nobody ain't, ain't nobody trying to watch a team run the ball 40 times a game. Nobody's trying to watch that. Thank God they got rid of them. And, and please, for the Titans, they have got to get rid of Ryan Tannehill. He is trash. I keep trying to tell people. I've been trying to tell people this for years. Ryan Tannehill is not good. He had one season where he looked like he put some things together. I think they beat the Patriots or something like that. And so Ryan Tannehill got an extension and everybody thought he was. No, man, he had a magical moment. That happens sometimes. A dog. What was it? What's the saying? The sun shines on a dog's ass a couple times a day or, or sometimes. Whatever. I don't know. A broken clock is right two times a day. Ryan Tannehill is a broken clock. Ryan Tannehill is a dog's ass. He's all right, but he ain't real. And then we have the Bucks and the Rams. I know you were happy about this, Kevin. I I foresaw this. Did you? What, what were you thinking? Did you? You? I know you're a fan, Kevin, but did you think that you guys were going to win? Did you honestly think you were going to win, or were you just hoping? I was going in with uh, with a lot of hope and prayer, and um, you know the Rams are kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team, so you never know what side you're getting. But um, and they they dominated, and I was really happy when Brady bit his lip. <laughs> dominated but i saw this happening and and hell i saw it happening but the rams tried their damnedest to give it away right and it almost was coming down to this this old brady magic where everybody brady's mad it's this thing i hate about tom brady and the people who are his fans he's not magic he's just a dude who's really good at his job who's been fortunate to have people who are really good at their job around him that's the difference. And he's great. Like I said, he's great. So he's been in good position to make things happen and he's made them happen. Not all the time, but for the most part, he's done it. And so he gets the benefit of the doubt of, oh, he's the GOAT. I still think Mahomes is better. 
I still think Rodgers is better, who we're going to talk about in the next segment. I still think they're better quarterbacks. The situations, the situations that they're in just aren't always ideal. Patrick Mahomes is doing the best with whatever he's got. I mean, hell, he's going to he's he's he probably going to his third Super Bowl in five years of being in the league. Insane. It's not supposed to be this way. But with Brady, it, I was I was dreading it, Kevin, because I knew they were going to start talking about this Brady magic. Oh, oh, here comes Brady. The Rams tried to give this game away and it wasn't Stafford doing it. It was everybody else. I expected Stafford to be the one who would get this game closer because once it got to 24 to 3, I said, lights out, game over. This game's a wrap. It's, 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 it's done. I didn't think that the, the Rams defense would allow the things to happen to get the Bucks back in it. But Cooper Cup turned the ball over. Cam Akers fumbled the ball. Uh, Jalen Ramsey gave up that touchdown at the end. The ball gets snapped over Matthew Stafford's head, and I think that was his fault, actually. Um, but if you watch that game, the Bucks, the Rams' defense is tailor-made for Tom Brady, especially with what they were missing. I mean, if you remember earlier this year, I think they played the second week, uh, second week of the season in L.A., the Rams beat the hell out of the Bucks. And that was pre-OBJ and pre-Von Miller. Beat the hell out of the Bucs with all of their weapons. The Bucs had everybody there. The thing that the Rams do that kills Tom Brady is they get pressure up the middle with the one of the maybe the best defensive player in football in Aaron Donald. When you got somebody up the middle that gets in Brady's face and makes him have to go on the outside, that's where he's less effective. That's where he's least effective. Why? Because he cannot move. So when he has to go outside and there's pressure up in his face, you are taking away a huge chunk of what he is great at what makes him great is be able to stand right there in the middle and deliver those darts. But when that guy has to move, you make him uh, extremely ineffective. And that's what they were able to do. But, and the, 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 but the bigger problem was you were moving him to the side. And where was he going? He was running into Von Miller, a hall of famer. He's running into Leonard Floyd on the other side. And not to mention on the back end, you've got Jalen Ramsey running around with Mike Evans, even though Mike Evans ended up having a good game. He had that one big catch, but you've got him running around with him. And then now you don't have Chris Godwin. You don't have Antonio Brown. You've got Gronk, but what else do you got? You got Evans and Gronk. That's not enough for Brady if he can't be mobile at all. They are tailor, they were tailor-made for Tom Brady. And what happens? I mean, so what happens now with, 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 with Brady? Is he coming back? I mean, what is he? I think he's gonna be he's gonna be 45 next year. He'll be 45. It'll be the first time. No, I think Testa Verde played until he was about 40 something. I don't know. But nobody was ever this good uh up until 45. I think Testa Verde played this long. Steve DeBerg played for a long ass time. Um I don't know. Does does Tom Brady go off into the sunset and go home to Giselle and, and just kick it with the kids and chill? I doubt it. I mean, the dude, the dude is coming off of a Pro Bowl year. He's still good. They've got a good team, and they're just missing. Maybe they can retool. However, I don't think everything's going to line. Nothing ever lines up the way it's supposed to all the time. They brought back all twenty-two starters. What happened? They're out. It just just because you're bringing the people back doesn't mean it's going to be the same result. People's mindsets change. People's bodies change. People get injured. 
new guys come in and, and inflect the team a different way. They were missing their, their right tackle. That hurt them a lot. Uh, their center was compromised. They're not going to have A.B. next year. Chris Godwin will be back. Mike Evans will be back. Uh, you'll have Gronk back, hopefully. You know, you never know. What's Gronk going to do? Is he going to want to go party? Is he going to come back and, and beat up his body again? You just don't know. I think he's coming back. I don't think it matters because I don't think he's – I think his Super Bowls are done. I, I, I think I think it's a wrap. I think the AFC is coming up and they're loaded. And it's just I – don't, I, don't, I just don't see it happening for him. But we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers coming up soon, the other quarterback who's always mentioned with Brady. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the game they had against my 49ers and what the future might be after the break. Forty ers beat the Packers by sheer luck. I am happy that we won that game and we are in the NFC Championship. Man, I don't know why. I don't know what it is about the the Packers and why the Niners own them. Well, I do. I do sort of know why it is. Um, we just got, our, like I said earlier, our pass rush is designed to keep quarterbacks. In the pocket. It's designed. We have four down linemen who get pressure without having to blitz. So now we can keep people back in zone. We can double people. And it short it's it, it shrinks the window for these quarterbacks. And we got speed guys on the outside who could run after an Aaron Rodgers. That's been that's been the bane of his existence with the 49ers. Always when Bosa got there, we just got in there and we're able to sit back in zone all day. You got Devontae Adams and who else? L- Lazard, uh, Valdez, Scantlin. Hey, hey, enough. Running game? No, nah, we stopped that. It was a, a a great defensive matchup. And 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 something that I talked about earlier. I love Aaron Rodgers. Up until when until Patrick Mahomes showed up, I thought Aaron Rodgers was the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. And nothing changes that for me with him because he lost to the 49ers. Everybody wants to be prisoner of the moment. Well, he lost his game. He can't be nobody's GOAT. Yes, he can. It's never about it's not about the rings to me. If anybody listens to me, they know it's not about the rings. I think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. He ain't got the most rings. He's just the best player to ever play the game of basketball. He does more on a court than anybody else has ever done. I don't care about the championships. That's about your team. It's not about just you. And for Aaron Rodgers, he has not always had the best team. And not to mention not always having the best team and especially not having a a great enough defense. However, his defense played great enough this weekend. But it's what I've been saying. Why the hell are these teams that play in inclement weather not building domes? The game more than ever has gone to a passing league. So you're telling me, you think it's an advantage for teams to have to come to you and deal with weather when your whole team is based around a player who needs the weather to be nice for them to excel at their job. You've got the MVP of the league, and make no question about it, he will be the MVP of the NFL this year. You've got the MVP of the league, and his most important games, when you need him the most, he's most likely playing in snow or freezing temperatures. What sense does that make? Now, I understand you're not sure if this guy's going to be here every year or he's gonna, he could get hurt and he could be gone. You're not going to change a whole stadium. 
but it gives you better odds. Every team should have a dome if you play in a cold weather town. Every team. I don't, I, it just, the, the people try to keep saying it's a home field advantage. Well, it's not an advantage if your team is hampered by the weather too. Where's the advantage? Because the advantage comes in with a team like the 49ers who definitely do not rely on their quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo is trash. He tried to give this game away every which way he could. He threw an interception for sure. He had a couple of nice throws to the people. They dropped the ball. I think Kittle dropped the ball and uh, somebody else dropped the pass. But Garoppolo is just trash. And I hate that. This is the thing I hate about us winning this game is I got to hear another week of Garoppolo just wins, man. I don't know something about him. He's not magic. He wins because the team around him is fantastic. That is the only reason. He's terrible. And hell, I'll offer this. I think Trey Lance plays in that game. The 49ers blow the Green Bay Packers out. Trey Lance could do exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo did this week. I mean, he could throw just as terrible balls. He could get sacked just as much, although he wouldn't because he can run. And he has, a, he has an arm stronger than Jimmy Garoppolo, and he takes chances down the field. The field, the field would have been more open down the field, and we could have ran. I think this would have been a blowout for the Niners if they had Trey Lance in there. I just think they're doing a disservice to, to Aaron Rodgers if they're not going to have him play, if he's always going to have to play in cold weather in these games. The 49ers travel with a, a, a game plan that is portable. They run the ball and they play defense and they can get pressure without blitzing. That's a nightmare for any football team, especially one that relies on a quarterback that plays in inclement weather. Just pure and simple. If it was not snowing, if it was 60 degrees in Green Bay this week, the 49ers get blown out. Blown out. Totally different game. And be that as may, you know, Aaron Rodgers was commenting after the game, like, oh, there's a lot of people who wanted me to lose because of, you know, my vaccination status. No, it's not just because of your vaccination status, because you lied about it. Because you're trash and you lied. That's why people were like going so hard. And <laughs> good thing because I know if he had won, there would have been some tr there would been some vax trolling going on by Aaron Rodgers because he's that type of dude. But what happens next? Like, what's up next for Aaron Rodgers? Because you know you had the whole thing coming into this season where he came late and showed up and finally had to rework his contract and you know said he didn't want to be there but he'll be there for this year and then decide what he wants to do after this year. He's basically holding them hostage again. However, if I'm Green Bay Packers, I'm not letting him go. I know what I've got in Jordan Love. Maybe Jordan Love's not ready. I know I have an MVP. Why am I letting the MVP walk away from my team? No, sir. You will be back here or you won't play football. That is it. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what Aaron Rodgers' agent says. I don't care what Aaron Rodgers says. There is no way I'm letting that guy walk out of the building after he's won back-to-back -back MVPs and still looks like a top-five quarterback in the NFL. No way, no how, no siree, Bob. But let's just say he could leave or he, he was able to go. Where should he go? Tennessee Titans. Oh, my God. Aaron Rodgers with Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. That is a nightmare. The Titans should be doing everything they can to make this happen. Oh, my God. What if the Titans could get Russell Wilson? 
That'd be amazing too. Aaron Rodgers, there's been some speculation people talking about Pittsburgh. And I think that's dope for Mike Tomlin's win percentage. But they ain't winning the Super Bowl there. They don't have enough. They got Najee Harris. But who's the receivers? They, have, they don't have enough receivers to make a real dent in the AFC over there. Not with all those quarterbacks. New Orleans Saints. Nah, don't see it there either. I think the only place that Rodgers goes that he immediately makes them a Super Bowl contender or winner is the Tennessee Titans and, 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 and if this were to happen, the San Francisco 49ers. This is Jimmy Garoppolo's last year. He's gone. They're, they're going to have to trade him, do something. Hell, trade him to, to Green Bay. Swap. Let's swap. We got Trey Lance here. Trey Lance, you got to sit another two, three years, and we'll, do, we'll pay you if we got to. And this, this is the beauty about the quarterback position now in the NFL. These guys aren't getting paid as much as they used to as rookies. So Trey Lance is getting, he got a $34 million four-year deal. That's peanuts. Peanuts to the NFL owners. Nothing. They'll pay that all day. That's why you, that's why you see them drafting a lot of uh, quarterbacks now who look like they've got some melanin about them because the money's not astronomical. Here, we get this, and, and you're getting a lot of guys who can run in athletic because now we're not paying them $50 million up front before they've ever even touched an NFL field. We're giving them $10 million up front, and if they run around and get hurt, that's okay. We'll just get another one and give him $10 million up front in a year or two. So Trey Lance is fine sitting on that bench and learning. And if we can find a way to get Aaron Rodgers over there, even though he's trash, I'm going to root for him because it's 49ers. I'm so excited. <laughs> but I think there's no way he's leaving the Packers. I think the Packers are going to hold on to him. It would be dope if the Niners could get him. It would be dope for the Tennessee Titans to get him because I just want to see more entertainment. But this makes no sense. The Green Bay Packers would be the dumbest people on earth to let him go unless he wants to just retire. But we shall see. Uh, this weekend's games. Let me see. I'm looking at my, my, my predictions here, Kevin. Let me see. Uh, let me see. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs because, I mean, if you watch that game, uh, the Bengals and uh, the Titans, Joe Burrow was not a phenomenal. I mean, he threw for like 300-something yards, but zero touchdowns and an interception, and he was sacked nine times. Their offensive line is trash. And the Chiefs don't have a great defensive line, but they got enough. And Joe Burrow ain't Josh Allen. Joe Burrow ain't running around like Josh Allen. So that field is going to be smaller for them. I think the Chiefs beat them. The spread is seven points. I'm not touching that, but I'm taking the money line, and I'm taking the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes for sure, going back to the Super Bowl. And then we get to our game, Kevin. Rams, 49ers. We're going to have a disagreement on this one, but that's okay. I'm sure we are. But <laughs> let me let me just decide to break it down. This is how I break it down. I think the Rams are going to win. They should win, right? Even though the Niners beat them this year, and they beat them, what, I think the last five times or something. I don't care about how it Six times is. now. But, um, okay. It all comes times. down to turnovers. Rams I, don't turn the ball over. I agree. That's all it is. And it comes down to Matthew Stafford. I think that Matthew Stafford just cleared a huge hurdle going on the road. He's won two playoff games now and one on the road against people, a guy that people consider the greatest quarterback of all time. And he, he was great in that game. He was great. He didn't, he had no turnovers, did nothing wrong. 
I see him coming back this week at home, righting the wrongs they had. Now, the only the, the thing is, the 49ers, again, they're a bad matchup for everybody because the Rams are not good against the run. You saw If you saw this game, Leonard Fournette was running all over you guys. But when they got down, they couldn't keep running the ball. They had to throw the ball, and that played into their hands. The 49ers are going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and keep it out of Jimmy G's hands. And I think that's what makes this game such a tight matchup because the 49ers are going to run. They're going to play defense. They can get after Stafford without having to blitz him. And so that's going to help them stay on the backside and make sure they can keep Cooper Cup and OBJ in front of them and make them nickel and dime them all the way down the field and hope Stafford makes a mistake somewhere along the line. I think the Rams should win. I hope the 49ers do. I'm not betting on this game at all. But I'm going for I'm going for the 49ers, Kevin. I, I, I'm going to say the 49ers are going to pull it out, baby. I, got the, I just got to say it. And I'm going to be at the game. I'm going to try to be at the game. Kevin, they're they trying, they trying to rip me off with these ticket prices, man. Uh, $1,200, $700 to sit up there with Jesus. I ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tough out there. I'm, I can't believe the prices. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's crazy. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Give it a little bit of time and wait for the tickets to come down. And if it gets down to about, you know, three to $500, you're going to see me there with my, my Kaepernick jersey going crazy, baby. But that's it for our show this week. I'm Reggie Watkins. You've been listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment. But don't be hating. Find us on the Believe Podcast Network. That is B-L-E-A-V dot com. Kevin, thank you so much for running the show, engineering, producing. We'll see you all next week. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.